You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz. Hey John, how's it going? Hey Ross, awesome. Having a great week. How about you? It's not bad. I'm oh, that great. Sound Make that great. Man. <laughs> Jeez, you, you need to, to cheer up there, buddy. Yeah, no, it's a long story. Anyways, <laughs> I'm happy to be on the show. It's, well, that's it's always a fun part. So of we're going to cheer so. you up today. Yay! Uh, so the last show we mentioned a question that had come up, and we wanted to get to it, but we figured it was going to take a whole show to do. So we're going to go for it. And if we happen to have more time, we've got other things we can talk about. But um, the question was from MBM Furniture. And uh, he's our 102 fan, our 102nd fan um, on uh, Facebook. And uh, that was at facebook.com slash SCO101podcast, right? Yes, it is. Very good. Woohoo! I got it right this time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's where that's you what guys I guess should go. It to you every day. So you remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So he's, uh, you know, when it comes right down to it, his main question is, you know, he, he's, he's familiar with SEO and SMO. Uh, so it's for media optimization is SMO. But uh, he wants to know what are the top five things to focus on when starting? an SEO program on your own. Now, starting was the key. We went off tangent and realized, oh, no, he meant starting. So we had to go back into the drawing board here. Yeah, it's um, a whole other show of continuing your SEO program. <laughs> yeah, and we, we made those points. We'll probably note them later on anyway. But <laughs> um, So, I don't know. Why don't you hit take number one there, John? Okay, that's, to me, this is this 
nuts and bolts, the thing you have to know first before you start any program, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your objectives? What are your goals? How do you track those objectives and goals? And, and you know, it's interesting to note that most people don't really know what their goals are. Or they think they know what their goals are when they're starting SEO, but they're looking at it much too granularly. You know, like Ross, how many times have you had a client say, I want to be number one for this term as their goal? You know, that's not a goal. That's a, that's a you know, you're going to do better reaching your goals of selling things online if you're number one, but that's a performance indicator, a KPI. It's not your goal. So understanding what your actual goals are and then finding out the best ways to track those. Um, what are, what are some, some goals that you've had with clients, Ross, as far as, you know, what they actually needed to accomplish to have a successful SEO program? Well, some clients, uh, they all have different re- requirements. Some of them want just to increase their um, subscribers to their mail campaign. Some of them want to build more subscribers to their RSS feed. Some of them want more inquiries, leads. Um, it's it's really diverse, uh, and I think that's probably what – well, I know that's what part makes my job interesting. Um, yeah. What's the most interesting one for you? I, I think really it boils down to nine times out of ten they want to make some money somehow. The methodology that they're using to make that money, whether they're selling products, whether they're selling advertising on their site and their goal is just more page views and unique visitors, um, the idea is they want money. And you know, finding out from an SEO perspective what you have to do to enable them to make more money. So if their goal is to sell more advertising, well, that means they need more page views and they need more unique visitors per month. So it's a pure traffic play and, and, and your goals are traffic. And I've got some, a couple clients that that's what their goals are, is more traffic, more traffic, more traffic. You've got other ones that want to you know, set up appointments to come in and, you know, measure the carpet for your measure your living room for new carpet and their, their whole goal is to set appointments through their website for people to go out and measure people's living rooms those kind of things and you know, you're right it's a wide variety of things but it's all about making money for most people um, yeah that's definitely the easy way out uh, the, I mean, there's no question about it that money <laughs> now there's a couple things a couple of things that I've seen that really get in the way of that from setting goals, especially if you if you're working, you know, and we're talking about doing this on your own. But let's say, um, let's take the the carpet one for example. Let's say to make an appointment to have someone come in and measure your living room, you actually have to call them. There's a phone number on the website, and how do you track that? So so you got to be able to understand how to track these different types of. Um, goals as well and each different one you know analytics if it's a pure traffic play you're going to install google analytics and you're going to set goals and funnels through that um there's ways to 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 track telephone numbers and calls now as well through through call monitoring from the website so really tied into setting those goals is understanding how you're going to track the success and even before that you got to set a benchmark so you know what the goals are you know how to track it now where do where are we starting we got this benchmark. My traffic is at you know five thousand unique visitors a month now. So you have something to measure against as, you, as your program progresses. Yeah, and you know, frankly, when it comes down to it, um, there's uh, free free learning of Google Analytics at, at the Google Analytics whatever it is University Online, and whether you like Google Analytics, their program or not, it's a very good program to go through. And, and you're going to need to know a little, at least the basics on how to do this, do it properly, because it's it's critical. If you don't have the right, 
tracking or um, mechanisms, you won't know just how well you're doing. Which, yeah. excuse me, for small businesses, uh, I'd say, unfortunately, eight times out of ten, the clients don't have the appropriate uh, factors for tracking. And it's but frustrating when we get to it because we're asked to improve things. We'd love to, but our baselines are nil, which is, I guess, good in some yeah. regards. You can't go anywhere but up. But you're absolutely right, yeah. Ross. I've been, I've been to, to analytics seminars, and I've been told by these people that are live and breathe analytics every day that when they get in, they analyze eight out of every ten analytics installations are done incorrectly. So you know, just understanding how to do that and how to track is extremely important. And you know what? We should have that as an, another show. I, I imagine uh, there is something already on the network that does analytics, but I think just an SEO-angled analytics show would be great. Yeah, we can find some good people to get on for that, too. I know a couple of people that are really into the analytics side of things. They would, could give us some really good insights. You know who my goal would be? Of course. <laughs> course <laughs> why not <laughs> hey we, we reach high we'll get him we'll get him and uh mr cuts on in the same show i'm sure they enjoyed <laughs> yeah that cuts and have an Ashkashik. yeah i think that might be good for ratings i'm just guessing it could be yeah you know what I've, I've, one thing i've learned over the years in business you can it never hurts to ask that is true you're not going to get what you want if you don't ask for it you don't you got it um so so officially, that point number one was knowing your objectives or goals and setting up the factors for tracking success. Very, 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 very important. Uh, without that, you know, you're you're up a, up a creek. You just don't know. How, I mean, the, well. the, the, the main thing will be that why start a program, you know, in SEO if you can't measure how effective it is. I mean, and the only way to measure how effective it is to know what you're measuring and how you're measuring it and where you started. That's extremely important. That's the first step, without a doubt, number one, when you're starting an SEO program. Excellent. So number two is competitor research and keyword research. Um, and my favorite phrase I overuse all the time, don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah, that's what, hey, that, that phrase should be banned, actually. Yeah, I, know. I want to get a better one, but it's just it, it really resonates with people. So I'm like, all right, I'll just use it. <laughs> it's like the word expert. I've just given up. Uh, I'm an expert. We're an experts, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. It's as simple as that. Competitor research is the key to saving you money, quite frankly. If you get out there and find out your competitors um, that are doing well under particular phrases. So, you know, which card comes first? Do you do the keyword research first and then competitors? I think so. Uh, find out what people are searching for and then find out which competitors are ranking well under the phrases you know you want to target. It could be the brass ring or the, you know, the one you're really going for here. Um, that's the one you analyze because, you know, why shoot low? Shoot high in terms of long term. Find out what it is they've done to get there and have that intel when you're planning your campaign and what you need to do in step three, which is the optimization process. So uh, uh, let's, I'll get you going on this a little more, well, John. And we can well, just, just to stay in line with using the, the cliches, so we're, we're on a cliche <laughs> this time around, I say build a better mousetrap. If you're going to use competitor research, don't say, oh, well, they know what they're doing and they've got to you know, do better than they're doing. They're not, the odds are, unless they've hired you or me, Ross, they can do better. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You're always trying to top me. Of course he's trying to do better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean better research is a key 
is completely important. Keyword research is important, but don't leave it at that. I mean, you got the competitor research, you got your, you take your keyword research, you apply it to your competitor's keyword research, and then you look at the big picture and say, okay, now we got to make it better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, what? How do you do keyword research? That's a whole other show, and there are other shows I'm sure that talk about that. Um, you know, these are all different disciplines. But as an as, uh, as a, uh, a true SEO, you have to have understanding of all these different components, and, and it's it's sometimes not very fun trying to keep up to date on all of them. But it, it's it's critical, and, and so, keyword research is, is absolutely so, mandatory. So so let's say let's say you're first starting out in SEO, Ross, and you've got your own your own business, or you were just hired on for a small business, and you're starting to do your first not even your first, maybe you're starting to do an SEO program on your on your own. What are the main factors you're going to look at when you're doing your competitive research? Well, first of all, let's see, I'm trying to think. It's easier when I'm thinking about it myself, and I'm trying to think from that perspective. Um, I would go and find a, uh, a checklist, a checklist online, because remember, I'm assuming this person is very new to SEO, and if, if not a complete newbie, they were going to want to know uh, what component, what to look for on these sites that that stand out as uh, competitive advantages. And if you don't know, that's tough to do. So um, uh, short of hiring uh, John or I, um, <laughs> you, you could go and, and find a checklist online. I, th- I think I actually have one or two on competitor analysis. But um, look, find out what you need to look at. And it's, it's such things as uh, I like looking at the technology being used. Um, it might be interesting to see that, uh, again, these are only – small parts of a major thing but uh, maybe they're all using WordPress uh, interesting just a note okay and uh, they all seem to have uh, a lot of great content obviously that's important now how have they disseminated that which areas which um, social marketplaces have they been most active on it turns it, it it's a good bet that whoever's done the marketing has already tried other social um networks discovered that they're not very effective so moved on to the ones that are and if they tend to be really active on a couple and it seems to be a, a theme amongst different competitors well that's that's a really good indicator those are the ones you should start out with and stay with um, always look around but that's a good start uh, so, so 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 those are things to look for and I guess the better question I should have asked first was how do you know which competitors to research I've had clients come in and says here's a list of 10 competitors well, I'm not going to do research on all 10 of these because half of them aren't even, you know, worth looking at from a search perspective. So how do I know which are the main competitors to worry about? Good question. And we're going to answer that right after the break. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. <sighs> what is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report. (laughs) Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. 
This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, uh, we're discussing uh, point one. Uh, actually, are we still on point one? I can't even No, we're on now. point two now. Point two. Two, two, <laughs> two of five. We're working our way through. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, can you just reiterate your question again there? So you were talking about things to look at when you're doing your competitive research. And I've had situations where I give a client gives me a list of like five or ten competitors and say, yeah, do research on these. Well, half of those don't even have any relevancy in search. How do I determine or how would you recommend determining you know, which competitors to analyze? Well, I like to start off the basics. First, I do a search for the phrase and say it's my goal phrase. Um, it's something that I think I could actually achieve within a certain period of time and perhaps I talk to other people about it to know whether that's the case assuming I'm a newbie that's what I'd have to do you, you want to be sure you've got somewhat realistic expectations don't go for cars you know again this is one of my favorites don't say you're going to go for cars that's not going to happen anytime soon <laughs> uh, if, if ever so um, then I, go, I do a search and I see who's in the top you know, if I see guys like Amazon, I mean, don't bother doing that competitor analysis against them. These guys have so much cloud, it's no wonder they're number one. Um, go, I try and find businesses that appear to be the same level as me or not far off. Um, and, and I think that's critical because otherwise you're dealing with massive budgets and massive – you know, you want to find something that's within your realm. Um, and then at that point, it's uh, determining whether or not they're number one under more than one ranking. Uh, you know, are they are they around? Are they doing well in a variety of places? And if that's the case, then I start to really hone it down to a, a few top uh, contributors. Um, and there's so many different ways of going about this too. So I'm, I'm curious to see what you said, John. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that 
know, and, and I've over, over time realized that when it's when the client or or your boss gives you a list and says these are our competitors, they may not have any idea how those what your real competitors are in search. Those might be the competitors in, in the local market. They might be the people that they see television or newspaper ads for advertising the same kind of stuff. But they don't really understand or know. It's not they don't understand. They just haven't taken the time to know where the competitors stand in search. Because, you know, we're doing SEO. We're doing search engine optimization. We're competing for space in search. It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, the competitor is the biggest seller of, you know, toasters in town. If if they're not competing on search, we're not going to worry about them as much as we're worrying about the the other guy in town who is doing well in search. He's where we're that's our competitor from an SEO perspective. Um, so a lot of times I'll go back to the client, or you can go back to your boss, say, "No, this is really our competitor, and here's why." Yeah, well, in this case, we're talking about someone doing it on their own, so they are the boss. I'm assuming. Um, then again, they could be. Uh, I guess they could be the, the person that's just a one poor soul that has to do all the SEO in us. That's true. <laughs> but, but, but that also applies. So you may go into this competitive research with a preconceived notion of who your competitors are, are and find out that you were completely wrong in search because the, the, the competitors that you know and you've heard about time over time um, are not performing in search, but they're performing outside of search. Site optimization would be next. You know, because you got the keyword research, you've done the competitor research. Um, we now would take what we've learned and we apply it to the website. Yeah, the research definitely. we've done, you get all that information, it's time to reply it. Now, one thing I noted here, um, which I think is important, is you may have found, oh my God, just like you said, I didn't really realize what it was going to take to get there. I think I have to reevaluate my goals. Um, you know, or not goals, but um, expectations, I should say. Um, and just determine maybe that a particular, and I guess it does lead to the goal. Mm-hmm. Determine whether or not the goal you're looking for is really going to be achievable with any short period of time. And if you can always have long-term goals, don't get me wrong. But you also want to have some short-term stuff. There's nothing worse than saying, um, "I want to be making a million dollars a year," and you're just starting a business. Well, you know, you start off a little smaller, <laughs> just as a personal <laughs> consultant. Or, you know, it's going to take some time. Or start Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you might make more million than that. Yeah. <laughs> So, but but I think I think also you know you're absolutely right. You have to reevaluate. But the important thing about this step, you know, when you're when you're starting your SEO program, is you take that research, the competitive research, the keyword research, your understanding of what your goals are, and you apply it to your website. So you look, okay, I've I've identified these keywords, you know, 50 keywords that I really think are irrelevant. Do I have content on my site to support those keywords? Um, Am I do my do my competitors rank better because they have a lot more links based on this to- topic? Do I need to get more links on this topic? So you look at that research and you apply it to your website to see okay where are the low hang where's the low hanging fruit? Another cliche. Um, <laughs> we, we, we ought to. I'm taking a break here. We ought to we ought to try to do a cliche free show someday. I definitely would be up for that. Um, and, anyway. and jargon free. Yes, well, that's impossible. Ooh, the two, that'd be just brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to do that. Um, yeah. but, 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 but you look at this research that you did, and you say, okay, where can I? Where are some action items that I can take out of this research? I need content for these keywords. I need links for, for this content that I already have because my competitor is doing better on these terms. So you can actually start developing your overall plan and strategy you know, based on that. And, and again, 
it, it's important to note at this point if you're talking about site optimization that your site has to be crawlable. You have to look at the basic SEO stuff. You know, if you're building links and building content, it doesn't matter if the search engines can't access your site because you've got a, you know, a robots.txt that's blocking everything, all the spiders. You know, so it's, it's um, prudent to say that you've got to make sure that your site's accessible to the engines first. But once you have that, once you know that, Use your research to really build where you can build easiestly. Easiestly? Yeah. Is that a word? Easiestly. That was a really good one. Wow. <laughs> so we're going to do another show with all made-up words. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay, so <laughs> let's moving on here. Um, so site optimization based on results of research. There we go. So you've yeah. done that. You've applied it. Um, and, and then the one that's absolutely – you know, all these are critical. But this one just really – resonates with me but when and then commit to it that's the key oh my gosh it's so hard and, and i know it's hard for everyone everyone's busy and the last thing they need to do is add to their week work but um you've got to be realistic too you can't say i'm going to write every day no you got to be realistic something that you can actually commit to because content is critical Forgetting, I'm not going to say that word. Content is, I'm not going to do another cliche. Um, <laughs> content is critical for getting um, the kind of links you need online. Um, and that's what we're going to be going to next year. But really, you need that con- content out there. It builds um, credibility in your industry, uh, it, it builds the kind of follower. Uh, I'm almost about to make up a word there, too. Um, subscribership. No. Hang and make up a word. <laughs> Followership? Followership. <laughs> yeah, followership. That was the one I was going to do. Oh, yeah. So, um, English majors cringe, yes. Um, so, creating a content strategy, you know, and, and in terms of that, what does that mean? It means, okay, so you've looked at your competitors, you've discovered, wow, they've, you know, this, you might have found that a few types of uh, articles have done really well. Maybe they were even linked to from the Huffington Post, or maybe they're linked to from search engine land, you know, uh, in each, every, everyone's market's got the big guy, right? And, in this case, you can learn from that content and go, all right, well, this is something that seems to be really resonating with people, and they're linking to this, and they're getting content out there, so let's do more of these. And, and then think of different ways and how you can cross-market the key phrases within your site. Um, you know, Try and build off that so that you can then have links going to that particular service page in your site, or uh, another thing that will ultimately lead them to the funnel of, of getting an inquiry or whatever goal you're looking for. Uh, content strategy is absolutely vital and way it's so often overlooked. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, another great aspect about having a content strategy is you know what you were saying about commitment, Ross. So if you commit to publishing on a regular basis, you're doing a couple of things. One, you're, you're building your trust with your readership because you're, uh, uh, you know, putting out content on a regular basis. But what, to, from an SEO perspective, what more importantly, what you're doing is you're creating more content. I, I know that sounds simple, but what happens is, let's say you have a 50-page site, and to put it in as, as basic a terms as possible, let's assume that each site is targeted to one main key phrase. You can only rank for 50 pages, and you can get the traffic from 50 different types of queries, you know, because you've got 50 pages of content. But if you have an ongoing content strategy and you're committed to continually publishing content, six months from then, you now have 300 pages of content, and you can be found for 300 different terms, 300 different sets of keywords, and your reach into the engines, your reach into your market has increased six times. 
So content is not only about just providing what your readers want, but it's also about expanding your reach into search engines. Mm-hmm. And if you consider the fact that you've also got tab uh, tags, you've got uh, uh, how many other different ways of finding a particular blog post in, a, in say, WordPress? I mean, if you oh, want no. to, more, way more than one. <laughs> That's for okay. sure. So tags, exponential. Categories, tags, categories, <laughs> archives. And, okay, since we're talking about that, uh, there's a myth that's been going around for the past couple of years about tags and categories in WordPress. And since you brought it up, I'm going to, I'm going to address it. So mm-hmm. people say, don't have, you know, don't use tags, categories, and archives. You should no follow your categories and your archives and only use tags or, or no follow your tags and your archives and only use categories because of duplicate content issues. That's bogus. Don't listen to people that tell you that. And if they, they, they say, no, I'm right. Point them to me because I'll, I'll I'll debate them all you know long all night. The, the only thing you do to prevent that that issue instead of no following all these different potential pages on your site is More just put a, yeah just put a little policy in place that says I can't have a tag and a category that's called the same thing. It's that simple. You don't want a tag that says um, weekly show times and a category that says weekly show times. Yeah, you're going to have duplicate content. You know, if if you have don't have that issue, it's not an issue. So just I had to vent a little. Well, also, sorry. No, no, it's good. Well, the thing that that gets me is if you have the more more text, that's not used enough either. Um, and for those that know what, don't know what I'm talking about, let's say again we're both WordPress fans here. So if you're using WordPress and say something like uh, Headspace, uh, where you can add customization of more text. Essentially, what you're doing is you're adding read more. At some point within the article you just written, yeah. say within after the first two paragraphs, and if once you posted that, all the different categories and tags may show that article, but only up to that snippet. So it's a snippet. It's just, it yeah. goes right up to the read more, and then you click on that, and every single one of those are all going to go to one page. And they're all the going to be only relevant. page on your site that has the full article. Yeah, and they're all going to be relevant to the same topic and a tag. So if you have a tag about Ross Dunn. Um, you need to get a life. But if you have a tag about Ross Dunn, <laughs> sorry, buddy, <laughs> you're so gonna get that back. Okay, go on. <laughs> All the articles with that tag are gonna be about Ross Dunn. So you created a very relevant page on that topic, and that relevant page is now going to pass relevancy to all those articles too. So you're building this relevancy funnel within your site and, instead of no following at all and losing all that advantage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I got distracted there. <laughs> Sorry. Boiling. No. <laughs> On that note, let's take a break. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E-Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with John Carcutt, Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we're discussing how much uh, John loves to rib me, and uh, it was uh, I'm a good sorry, one. dude. It was just there. <laughs> it was there. Yeah, no, it's okay. Just don't, don't be sorry. I'll, I won't be sorry when I get you back for it. Okay? Okay. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so, we were at content strategies and how it's how important it is to create a content calendar and commit to it um, really you got to commit to it it's so easy for these things to fall off the, the rails and it, you know say you get sick yes you're going to be off for a little while your content may not be there but you can make a backup for that let's say you have you always keep one article that's not time-based you know it's not doesn't have to be yesterday done yesterday um, that you can use at any time if you're absolutely in, in dire need so you don't feel like writing one day or you're not feeling well then you can always post this so you're not missing anything now I am so not pre-practicing what I preach, preach. I've got absolutely <laughs> the worst etiquette for writing content but I know how important it is and I know that um, my clients have to do it I'm just really bad at it myself yeah you're, you're much better than I am on my own personal stuff I think the last time I posted on my blog was Probably close to a year ago at this point. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm so proud of the drafts I've got set up in my blo- on my blog right now for for Stepforth, but I can't get to finish them. They're so good though. Every time I think of a good idea, I go there and I add it, and then I put a link of what the content's going to be about, and then I get links to the content, and oh, they're going to be great when I get around to them. <laughs> yeah. Assuming you're legible. So it's number five. Number five. So you can't talk about content as a part of SEO without talking about link building as part of SEO. And and realistically, you got the same issue with content that you do with link building. You need to create an initial strategy. You need to understand your plan for link building, whether it be um, 
using a variety of techniques through article distribution or just the basic link building stuff or using a more social media approach to, to link building. Um, you got to have that plan in place, and it's one of the first things you need to set up in the initial you know, beginning of your program, without a doubt. Yeah, and I think that, um, again, it's knowing your market, knowing who your audience is and where they're going to be hanging out. Don't go to every single social media hub and, and go nuts. You've done the competitor research. There's no reason to do that. You know where they're going to be um, hanging out. You know where they're going to be um, more interactive, hopefully, because the competitors have already done it. Now, there are instances where competitors are still just jumping into social media. I had that recently. And when we did our analysis of our competitors, we really weren't that blown away by how much they knew already. But there were a few granules we got out of it. It was worthwhile. Um, and same thing from earlier, going back to the cliche thing, you know, build better mousetrap. Just because they're using Facebook doesn't mean they're using it well. It doesn't mean you can't do it better as well. You know, from a link building perspective or a networking perspective. I mean, I think it's I think they, it's either already happened or within the next couple months, um, the prediction is that Facebook is actually going to send more traffic out to to websites than Google does. For the first time ever, someone's going to spend, send out more traffic. It's going to be a bigger resource for traffic than Google, Facebook yeah. itself. So it's, it's scary, but it's important. You, gotta, you have to understand how these things work, and you have to be in all these spaces. And we already know that a lot of these social sites, um, the data coming out of these social sites, the, the content and the links and the activity on these social sites is already being pl- applied to the organic search algorithms. So it's like you can't ignore social. It's great for link building, but it's also going to impact your you know, other aspects of uh, your organic you know, program as well. Facebook still <laughs> surviving here. I guess can't stand it. Anyway, it's just the worst usability in the world, but um, I know it's necessary, which is why I'm on it a lot. I have to admit, I have to, uh, you know, we have to keep up. You got to be there. What, what's what's our Facebook page again, Ross? Big test here. <laughs> Facebook.com slash uh, SEO 101 podcast. There you go. Nice. I'll stop tweeting you now. <laughs> <laughs> please do. (laughs) Um, So I guess, you know, we might as well wrap up. We've got that question answered. Um, uh, We hope we answer the questions you're looking for. When we were looking at this, we realized there's probably different ways you can look at this question and we just pray that we got it right. Um, You know, and, and something that I wanted to just actually close up with here is the other view we were looking at when we weren't thinking of of starting, we're thinking of what you would do if you were just doing SEO on a regular basis, what were the top five things? I'll just rattle them off because they'll make a lot of sense based on what we were just talking about. First three are actually the same. Knowing your objective goals and uh, objectives, goals, and setting up factor, factors for tracking success was number one. Number two is competitor research and keyword research. Don't reinvent the wheel. Number three was site optimization based on results of research. Number four is committing to a level of engagement within the campaign, i.e. writing weekly, link building, um, all the things that you're going to require to keep your um, uh, reputation, essentially what I call reputation enhancement. It's an ongoing thing. There's yeah, the, this, yeah. yeah the, the days of build it and they will come are long gone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it brings to mind this, this quote I read. Uh, it was Stefan Spencer. Uh, <laughs> he was saying he, he absolutely cringes when someone comes in and says I just completed my SEO you don't complete your SEO 
<laughs> yeah. it's, it's something you do ongoing, you know? And I have to admit, I use that phrase once in a while, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it always bothered me too, but I guess I just got so used to using it. <laughs> it's <laughs> nothing completing about it, you know? You've got to do it on a regular basis, and that's part of the commitment, re-optimizing pe- pages or whatever. Yeah, when people tell me that, my first question back to them is, oh, when did you shut down your website? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> use that one too. yeah, SEO is, is integrated into, and, and, what I tell people, you don't you don't SEO your websites. You don't SEO your websites. You SEO your business. It has to be integrated into your business processes to everything it has to do with what you're using your website for. And most likely, it, unless it's like your personal blog, it's part of your business plan, part of your structure. So SEO needs to be integrated into the business. One of the things I was looking at your uh, – well, let me finish this first, though, I guess. Um, so that was number four. Number five, and this is, again, for anyone who's doing this um, – this is not for starters. This is for long-term, the top five things to do long-term. Number five is regular evaluation of success and keeping up with the obvious signals. I, 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 when I put obvious signals in there, I meant like Google Webmaster Tools. Oh, come on. It's about as obvious as it gets. Go there and make sure everything's clean, looking good. Um, and the latest news. I mean, we're always reading. John and I are like, John told me about something today. I didn't know about it. I was like, oh, God, I can't keep up with this stuff. The little blue arrow? <laughs> The little blue arrow, which we'll talk next yeah. time, I'm sure. Yeah. We'll probably hold, hopefully know more about it, too, because it's pretty new. Um, for those who don't know what we're talking about, there's a little blue arrow that now appears in Google search results. Is it on every every search? I I every everyone that I've seen, but I don't know if it's if it's been distributed globally or if it's just, you know how they do, they'll, they'll enable yes. it for certain sessions and stuff. So... Anyways, it's there's a lot of conjecture about what it is, and, and we're dying to fill you in on it once we know more too. So uh, we will indeed do that. Um, and I've lost track of what I was going to do after this, but um, I do have this uh, presentation coming up this weekend on SEO and social media and how they connect. And uh, I got your notes from it. One thing I thought was here that you you the, that you put, and I wanted to hear what you said around this was. SEO can be done by anyone. All the info is online, quote-unquote, was a, a myth. So what was your response to that? Um, basically, that most of the info online is old or inaccurate. So if you're taking – if anybody wants to get into SEO these days, they really have to understand what's right and what's not. And a lot of people, if they're just jumping into it, trying to be self-starters like a lot of us were in the beginning, and they don't have a mentor or someone to help them guide them through this mass of misinformation online – they're going to have problems, and they're not going to be able to. Right, mentor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. So, from, from from that perspective, is anybody can't do it unless they have someone that can guide them through the, the mess that's the information about SEO online right now. Yeah, and and don't get us wrong, everyone. We're not saying it's rocket science. It's not, but there is a lot of misinformation out there. There's no question about it, and and. Uh, in fact, there's a there's an article I wanted to go through today, but um, I highly recommend reading it. I enjoyed it immensely. I, I know uh, I love Stefan's writing, but it's it's called the 36 SEO myths that won't die but need to. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> it's awesome. And I think uh, in the next session we've got to answer uh, a couple of questions we had uh, on Facebook as well. By all, but by all means, by everyone, uh, please do post. Uh, any questions you have on Facebook, and we're happy to cover them. Yeah, definitely. It may take us time, but we will. Um, and th- thanks to MBM Furniture for asking this question about the top five things to focus on when starting an SEO program, because we got a whole show out of it. Plus, so really appreciate. It. <laughs> Plus, indeed, yeah. Brass yeah. was like, "You've gone over. You've gone over." I think we. You're good about it, aren't you, Brasco? So thank you. Um, anyway, 
I think we should we could even just do a show because I want to read these off. They're so good and everyone needs to hear them. Thirty six SEO myths that won't die but need to go and read it. It's a wonderful read. It was done in April on Search Engine Land, and uh, it was fun. It's a really fun read. Nice. Uh, and it's got some pretty current stuff in it too that I think I think a lot of people will be surprised by, which is good to hear as well. So, by the way, uh, this this show's airing on uh, Monday the fourth. If you're at SMX East, I'll be there uh, Monday and Tuesday. Um, sh- shoot me a message on Twitter or on Facebook if you want to meet up and say hi for sure. Then again, it's John. You might want to just miss that. Yeah, yeah. You you only want when Ross and I are together because you know he has to keep me under control. <laughs> he talks your ear off. Just don't you know, don't bother. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks very much, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz. Uh, my Twitter ID is at Ross Dunn and John. I'm at John Carcutt. And by the way, Brasco sent a message. Um, we should mention that at AFCON yeah. in Miami, we will be together if you want to come see us in Miami. And then you can harass us you know, at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can do it right in the middle. We're going to be doing a, a live SEO 101 in front of a live studio audience. So yes. uh, <laughs> you can tune in or, or you show can up. show up. Yeah. That'll be crazy. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So. Uh, Everyone, have a great week. Keep in mind that uh, we air every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on webmasterradio.fm.